It's murder on the dance floor. And you better not kill the groove. DJ, gonna burn this goddamn house right down. Thank you so much, Tessa. <laughs> You're welcome. That was our intro song to the DMD podcast. I'm Trevor Waller. I'm Ryan. Today we are with the two, the first two women ever on the podcast. Woo! Please introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Tessa Cokert. Um, I'm Katie Moore. Well, thank you guys for being on the podcast. It means a ton to this up and coming podcast. <laughs> Don't do that. All right, sounds good. <laughs> um, you know, we're we're gonna get right into it today. Uh, the the first thing on my mind, because you are um, again the first woman, snap snap, to be on the podcast, um, is what is life like being a girl at DePaul? In multiple aspects, I have parties. I have. Uh, <laughs> Please you feel free to feel free to speak on that. It's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's so hard being a woman. You mean that? I do mean that. All right. Um I think at DePaul especially, I think it's a little bit harder just cuz it's such a small school, you know. Um But other than that, I do enjoy it. I feel like we have really good like women's sports representation here, which is awesome. And other than that, I don't know, Katie, tap in. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, Sports-wise, I think we get a, a lot of respect here, which is good. Um, yeah, I don't know. The school is small, so I think it is. there's a lot of girlhood here, I think, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of girls know a lot of girls so and it's so greek that's mm-hmm. like yeah it's a big thing it's just kind of like drama is it a lot of pressure because like it's a small school so like if one thing happens like yes. everyone's gonna know about it within yes. like two days yes everyone knows everything about you and everyone will judge you for everything that you do i can say that's <laughs> that's one thing guys are easier kind of yeah. goes to the yeah. social st- you're like okay you're like oh well and that's it, it it's a guy right yeah. You guys do yeah. definitely have it harder. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Not gonna sit here and debate that. And li- especially like living in a house with that's like full of women. Like I love it and I wouldn't change it for the world. But at the same time, like you're we're just always around women all the time. So mm-hmm. it's just like girls, girls, girls. So you gotta find ways to get out and enjoy a men's podcast. Is that, what you gotta do. There you go, is DMD track practice. <laughs> Dreamers made at DePaul. Um, no, um, I'm also wondering for both of you, any, any crazy, uh, crazy party stories you would may have uh, <laughs> just off the top of your head. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, man, how like PG can I like <laughs> go is, for it? Okay. So there was this one night. It was dad's weekend. Okay. <laughs> dad's weekend. Wait, Hey, let, let's keep this one PG. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep it PG. Don't worry. I'm Leave just, out the I'm jog. Ju- I'm just giving you like Mm, broad it was dad's weekend it was so lit my dad was here i was so excited like we just had so much fun if you know what i mean we were at a frat partying one thing led to another my dad left i ended up getting in a fight with someone (laughs) uh a bunch of people ended up getting involved they like kicked me out they're like you need to get out of here you need to get out you need to go home take her home i was like Okay, and so then I left. This did happen, this. and she picked. I it was probably the biggest guy at this frat. <laughs> probably one of the biggest no, the guys biggest guy at, the at school. this school. Easily, and we and demoralized she, people. Easily, <laughs> and, and she, he was so scared of me too. It was hilarious. He was like, huh? <laughs> "I'm like, yeah, what you gonna do about it?" <laughs> it was crazy. Oh. And then I ran home. I I ran. Actually, I didn't run home. I ran somewhere else. Mm. I ran. I ran. I get to this new place. Um, a fight night breaks out in the middle of the house. A fight night breaks out. It's crazy. Everyone's going crazy. Um, then what? Fights just follow Tessa. No one was hurt in the process. I should I should add that. Um, I was a bystander of the event. Mm. Um, but it is definitely a core memory. Um, it was just like fight after fight after fight, but like somehow but, but, I always got involved. I don't know why. But like the one that you and not like initiated, I initiated. No, but bro, that I was like like you fight. were. Why am I even saying that? But like you were like you were upset. But like the the ones afterwards, like at the house, like those were like fun. Like yeah, the people were, were like, just like messing around. But the one where you picked a fight with like the 
biggest guy at this school that was like full emotion i didn't really know what to do i was like no like nothing ever happened but like i didn't feel like i needed to intervene so i was like no way this guy is gonna hit a girl and he didn't no but it was I just f- like, I like is it tessa was gonna hit it was oh, crazy. i did I, t- I pushed him mm. so i shoved him and he was like did you just lay your hands on me and i go you wish and he was like oh it was so awkward but i did initiate it i went up to him i said what are you talking about and then, I guess... Embarrassing! <laughs> I felt awkward. Uh, Katie, do you have any, any on your hand that you can that you can think about? Um, I can think of a few for her. <laughs> <laughs> that could be dangerous. Yeah, go for it. I, crazy nights. Um, there, there's been some late nights. No, it was Christmas. Christmas party at... The homestead. What? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 I was like falling out of a window. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah, that did happen. I and had. I stayed up till 5 a.m. and then got in so much trouble. So I stayed up till, I was up till 3 a.m. That was a late night for me. And I was trying to get Tessa to come home because, again, it was 3 a.m. And I'm a firm believer that nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Yeah. And so. Um, no, good shit happened after 2 a.m. that <laughs> night. Tessa really wanted to stay. And so she was like, <laughs> um, yeah, like body halfway into the window. I had a hold of her boots. Um, oh, I was basically, scared where that was going. <laughs> what were you holding? Boots with a T, guys. T is in tiger. Go um, tigers. <laughs> so I was trying to get her out of the window. She was had her mindset on staying there, and so I was the last one there. All alone. Well, let's make let's make that clear. You're a hard and, worker. First one there, last one out. Exactly. That's true. And um, so basically, I didn't I didn't win that fight. I ended up. Um, yeah. No. I'm gonna end that story there. We should. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, another question. <laughs> I remember seeing this earlier in the year. You know, I'm a freshman here, but uh, the the what is it like the hay bales at Fisai or whatever? Mm, oh, yeah. oh, we can talk about Why that. Yeah, Katie, we can talk about Why, that. Let's have Katie speak on that because okay. I didn't. Yeah. So I didn't explore those hay bales. Yeah, I did. Um, there's a party. It's called Harvest Top, and so mm. basically, um, there's a bunch of hay out there, and it's padded like really t- like padded down, so like you can't feel like the concrete under you. And um, but yeah, so basically, you just go out there with your friends, and you just like tackle each other into the hay all night, and you try and like catch people off guard and kind of like surprise them and like we have a couple friends that are freshmen that we've now gotten really close with um and i think like our turning point in our friendship was harvest top because it shout them out shout them out on the podcast. oh liberty elizabeth aubrey right there those three um we're really close with them now and like harvest top um i'd also like to add in jane Dottillo. um she was another one at harvest top that stood out to me um because it's like right around the time that freshmen could start going out um and I remember just standing there, and at one point, all four of them kind of just came up and tackled me, um, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so they're fun. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time." Um, Were yeah. you there, Trevor? I was not. No, I was. Um, you know, I think Jillian was here for the weekend, so we were Valor. just we shout were, out Jillian. We were shout out Jillian Skaggs. Love you so much. Go Bulldogs. Shout out Afi. Shout out Afi. Shout out Afi. Shout out Education Major. I'm in love with the Alpha Feet. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, um, that but is, I've gotten a shout out to Jillian every podcast so far. It took twice every podcast. It took, it took I only was, eight minutes this, this time. Was the <laughs> this was the quickest one for sure. But te- uh, Tessa led into that, so I appreciate that. Before we close on Harvest Top, I would just like to say that I'm still finding hay in random places um, in my closet. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> in my room, <laughs> like there's uh, there's been like strands of hay. Like I vacuumed my closet in my room multiple multiple times since harvest stop and there's still a random sh- straw or and hay when, or whatever like in my closet is it like king of, so it's like king of the hill kind of basically just with hay and at Faisai. King mm. of the hay. when we blow when i blew my nose afterwards it was like black, black chunks it was not good it was nasty but it was well worth it, it was fun night fun. yeah okay yeah. moving on um you know we we kind of touched on uh a fee and we touched on are you in a fee as well oh yeah okay um, what's the, what's the, what's the rush uh, process like for sororities at, at Depak? Cause I kind of, you know, I know the rush process for frats. I'd love to hear uh, the yeah, woman perspective. I can totally speak on that. Katie didn't go through it because she was an open bid. Mm. So I was a transfer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I transferred here to uh, this year. It's a junior. 
Um, but the rush process is literally so, so much fun. I met, like, so many of my favorite people through it. Like, do you just want me to, like, explain what it's like or? Anything you want. Freestyle. Okay, I guess you just, like, go into it and you go to all the houses, right? And then you just, yeah. and then you narrow them down. You, it's like a mutual selection process. So if you pick them and they pick you, then, like, you move forward. Um, I don't know. Personally, I just had so much fun with it. It was also, like, super overwhelming, but it was, like, excited nerves you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i would say every sorority on this campus is like a good place to be in so really it was like a win-win situation it was just kind of like where i felt at home and yeah i couldn't speak any better things about alpha because i'm so happy where i ended up we can talk about like how like going greek like i think there can be a not, I think. I know. There's a lot of stereotypes with being a sorority girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Same with a, being a frat guy. Yeah, yeah, being a sorority girl, like, at DePaul. Like, but I think it's, like, I you just got, like, for me and all my <laughs> friends, and, like, you just look past it because it's, it, this as cliche as it sounds, like, it really is a sisterhood. Like, you, I live with my best friends, and I think that's, like, the beauty of going great because you find a house, and then you find these girls that you know you're going to be friends with forever, and... You know, in the in the walls of Alpha Phi, I, I've had some of the best days, and I've also had some of the worst days. And um, you there's know, always I, there's always, and that, and it's a house that makes me a better person. They push me to be a better athlete, um, a better student, um, and I know that I'm going to leave those walls better than when I went in. Yeah, yeah. We, we saw the GPA thing, and yeah. that was today, right? Uh, women, that women, came out like a couple days ago. Yeah. The women's. Greek average was consistent, like was, it was point so four much, higher than men's. It was, yeah, it was, yeah. It was a beat down. Smarty pants. I would say that, like, when you're living in a house full of like very academically inclined women, like you fall in line. Yeah, I, I would agree. There's a lot of smart girls in our house, like geniuses. Like, I'm a comms major. I want to be an NFL sideline reporter, so I don't take a lot of science or math classes. And by a lot, I mean I take none. Um, <laughs> My school's not hard. I I do and well, okay, I take that back. Spanish is hard, but <laughs> my core classes, like school isn't too challenging, but, but like I have so much respect for the girls in my house that um they work really really hard in school and it motivates me to, you know, take school seriously and I, I know Tessa the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um that was where you spoke about the overwhelmingness that was jillian for sure yeah. during the rush process like it's so because it's scary. like she's like i want to put you know these are my top you know five yeah. the next day and then she's but then it came down to uh the final day and she's like frantically calling me she's like yeah. i think i want to do this but yeah. i i know i want to do this and yeah it was it's such a hard decision and it's like but it's kind of like what you said though because she's like both houses are amazing that i want to go into so it's like it's it is a win-win but she did get it into her is. top house, so. Do you find it more difficult? Because there's only six sororities on this campus versus mm-hmm. ten frats. Because mm-hmm. you can kind of find it, for frats at least, any kind of house that will fit mm-hmm. your niche. Do you find it more difficult with the sororities kind of fit in there? I think, yes, that can definitely be the case. Um, for I think that during the rush process, I don't think that I was like, I fit in in Alpha Phi. I was like, I was more like, these are the women who I want to become. So I'm like, I'm going to join this house because I want to be like them, not like, oh, these are the same people as me, if that makes sense. God, you and Jillian are really similar. That was exactly why she joined Alpha Phi. Um, Mm -hmm. She was, um, I'll shout them out, uh, second on her list was uh, Kappa Alpha Theta. Theta. Um, And at Butler, they're they're like the smart, hardworking house. Um, Mm -hmm. They still go out and party, but less as like less than Alpha Phi. Right. Um, and Alpha Phi is still really smart, but she was like, do I want a house full of me's or do I, like, she struggles sometimes to, like, get out socially. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, can that turn me into a more social exactly. person? Exactly. Yeah. So it was more, again, like what she wanted to be. And I think our house has, like, a super good mix. Like, I'm going to be biased, and I know Tessa is too, but, like, we're fun. Like, we got a house with some really fun girls, but also, like, you know, you got girls, like, there's girls in my house that we can go and have fun Saturday night, but then we're going to wake up on Sunday morning and, like, we're going to go to church together. Or, like, we have fun on Thursday, but then we're going to wake up and go to class Friday morning and, like, go to practice. And it's just a really good balance of girls that, 
you know, have fun, work hard, but at the end of the day, like, push you to become a better woman, which I think at the end of the day is why, why you go Greek in the first place. The biggest thing for me was all alpha fees are so driven. Yeah, for That's sure. Mm. Love that. How, wait, how big is the, do you guys have, what's the biggest sorority house? Just mm. like, based on like, just I think the population. biggest one is, like here? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Theta. Theta. I'm pretty sure they have the most members. Mm. Yeah. But like, they're all like within 60 and 70 members. So it's really like. Does Theta, does Theta cold dorm here? Can that mm. be released information? Yeah, I think yeah. it can be released information, yeah. but I don't. I honestly have no clue. That was also it. another reason Jillian put Theta below Alpha, because like at Alpha Fee at Butler, she's going to get like. Right, like her, but it's yeah. just like so much bigger like at Butler mm-hmm. like the incoming class I think what did she say it was like between 40 and 50 the the PC like yeah yeah whoa so but that makes sense. so at Butler though you don't live there as a senior uh, so you you go in there you live you're guaranteed to live there as a as a sophomore half the juniors live there and then the rest is like, because they got, they have so much more off-campus yeah. housing than we do. I mean, where were you going to live? Like, besides those, like, little houses over there. But it's like, there's and, not many places Green Castle. To, and if you're in Greek life, Greek life, you get last priority for student housing. So. Yeah. There's really just no option. But she, she'll she be on the exec team. So she'll pr- hopefully she'll be there junior year. What's she running for? Yeah. Um, That's a great question. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, she just got into the house. I mean, shit, she's... Yeah. Let her make some friends first. Pretty quick turnaround. But that's but that's good. That's good to have goals in the house. Like mm-hmm. I know, like we're going through recruitment, and we're gonna see girls that like go through rush and be like, "Holy cow!" Like that could be like our, our future president or like our future VPMR, which is head of recruitment and all that kind of stuff. Me and Tessa hold positions. We're not on exact, but we got roles in the house. We got jobs in the house. What are your What are your jobs? Um, I'm social chair. Mm. You are a social person. I am. You're sitting in a chair. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm Map, which is like marketing and merchandising. So like all the AFI shirts. T-shirts. Yeah, that like you'll see this semester. Like I have to design those and stuff. And but I have like a co-chair. But um, she's abroad in Rome. Shout out Madison Rod. But hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Look what, at you, what you gonna run for, Trev? What's the, what's the goal? Um, well, you know, when I rush, I'm sure a lot of the frats will be like, "This is Wait, our are future, you rushing? This is the future Prezi." Yeah. Oh yeah, let's talk about how you feel about rush. Yeah, WTF, man. Speak about your rush experience. Um, I think, I think it's funny so far to where <laughs> it's like, um, I actually like haven't started the official process yet, but it's like. You go to like certain parties at houses, and all the guys are like the nicest people yeah. ever to you because yeah. they want you yeah. to like um, yeah. at least like yeah that'll change yeah at least <laughs> lead you on enough to, to be like oh you could live in this house you know um, but like I I remember like I was at a party and there were like four guys in front of me one was a five side one was a delt one was a five delt and one was uh shoot i forget the other one but they're all like like oh yeah nice to meet you man you know what's your name like what do you do like showed so much interest in me i'm like bs um (laughs) you can tell um and you know i don't blame them for it it's like it's what you're supposed to do but it's like i can kind of read through that sometimes um, yeah. So what's your top house right now? Just say it. I, I can't actually release that information. That's personal information to me. Um, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm excited for the rush process, going with an open mind. And um, <laughs> and it's going to be gonna be a great time. So, yeah, that's my... What are you looking forward to the most? What am I looking... The food. The food, that's... Yeah, that's no. Uh, of yeah. rush or, I get, like, living in a house? Both, to be honest. Um, no more hoove. Yeah, no more hoove, thank goodness. Okay, so I want to talk on that real quick. Um, we So we have a chef, Chef Tina. She's awesome. Um, but we've had to eat at hoove over winter term. What's – it's, like, not bad. Chicken, salad, sweet potato fries, like, it's – Okay, so this is, this is my thing because as a freshman I have to eat there all year. Oh, yeah, yeah, Katie never ate there all year. And oh, so, yeah, I didn't go here. So that's the thing. Is so I'm getting into track season now. I have to eat mm-hmm. healthy. They undercook the chicken half mm-hmm. the time. 
so I have. <laughs> it's probably um, good for you. What's a PG way to say? That? I have stomach troubles sometimes <laughs> with the chicken. You have some tummy problems. Yeah, some tummy problems. Have to take my little Pepto Bismol. What we um, say in our house is hot girls have stomach problems. So fact, so, shout yeah. out Jillian Skag. She does have a stomach problem. <laughs> I love you, Jillian Skag. Yeah, that's two of two. That is two. Maybe we'll make it a third tonight. I don't know. Um, hope you're doing well at dance practice right now. Um, anyway. Um, no, I'm I'm looking forward to the food, but like yeah, speaking on the the Hoover thing is like you can only have grilled chicken and like fries so much, and like now that I'm in track season, that's one thing I will say. Hoover fries, they're awesome. Like I really Do like, you like Hoover the fries. Do you like the sweet potato fries? I don't usually have the sweet. Potato. Dude, they're then so you're good. Missing out. That's all I eat. They're so good. Mm. Um, but no, I'm a big. But, like, I'm trying to eat healthier, and it's, like, during winter term, they don't even have the international station open. That's usually mm-hmm. where I go because that's, yeah. like, the healthiest and, like, best-tasting food. And then, um, yeah, so it, it does get old. Um, so I am looking forward to um, being in a house with a chef and then also the food during rush. And rumor on the street as of right now, Snoo serves the best food. Mm. Mm. So, hot take. Hot that's what I'll that's what I'm hearing. You know, I'll, maybe I'll do a post rush. I think yeah. you were lied to. Let me know. Really? Yeah. Do you? Wh- who do you think has the best food, Ryan? Uh, SAE, baby. Uh, okay. Low yep. key SAE. I be hearing stuff about their food during rush. I've been over there a few times. Wait, um, do they eat? Do you eat there during rush? Is yeah. It? At every house. Every awesome. every house. Wait, do the girls do that too, or is that just fraternity rush? No, girls do that too. We have food at our rush. Huh. And every every single round, it gets better and better. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, That's so exciting. There were houses I went to day two. I had no interest, but I knew they had food I wanted, so I put them in my day two. <laughs> okay, Ryan, what were your top two houses in preference? <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. It's a great story. Yeah, let's hear about Ryan's rush experience. So, SAU was my number one because I could get a single there. So I had a triple freshman year, hated it. Oof. Wanted a single. Wait. I could get a single there. I remember hearing about your triple. It was it was an experience, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I also SA is one of the smaller houses, which I kind of liked because mm-hmm. I. No. Uh, I felt I could make the most impact there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I'm the treasurer already as a sophomore, which is not. Oh, that's normal. dope. So nice. I've kind of. Man got my with hands. the money. This is true. I do have the card. Oh, that's crazy. Why are you wow. looking like that? You want a cookie or something? Say something. No, just keep talking. Ryan, I think you're dodging the question. Yeah, uh, keep going. Yeah, what was the other house? Uh, second house was probably DU because I was really close with one of the seniors last year in DU. I just hated their house. That was the only issue. It's huge. It's, it's far away, though. Like, it's, it's far. Especially it's in the huge, winter, it's not, it's not good. SAE's location is nice, too. We're pretty good. We're like, neighbors. Yeah, we are neighbors. We got Kappa between us, but we're all on the same street. All good in the neighborhood, like the, like the shirt I wear. Only wore it once though so far. Yeah, you gotta wear it more often. Yeah, I know. I got it from Walmart over break, five bucks. So. Okay, so my question, can I ask a question? Absolutely, go for it. Um, so I'm gonna bring back up this minnow sack, which, in case you don't know, it's most important night of sleep and carbs, which is two nights before your competition. Um, can I get some pre-meat feels? Because y'all are about to have a meet. Mm. Woo! I need to know how everyone's feeling. Hooray! Like, what are your expectations? What's everyone doing? What's your pre-meet routine? Give me everything. Um, Not you, Ryan. Damn. R.I.P. Ryan. <laughs> He'll be back soon. The comeback's always better. Ryan is about to ball out in the wheelchair Olympics. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so we love him for that. Um, no, I I am running the uh, 60 hurdles tomorrow. Um, okay. Currently, I'm actually running next to Casey, the lane next to Casey. You're going to beat him? No way. Me, oh, Tiger K- Showdown. Me, Casey, and Daniel Jansen all in the same heat. <gasps> so, My training partner. You taking a dub? Um, yeah. Um, you better watch what, out for DJ. This, yeah, what do the seeds look like? Mm, Doesn't what? matter. Trev's coming out on top. Um, Trev? Um, no, I would say, so I'm currently seated 10th, but I ran like doggy at the first meet. Why? Um, I was ill. Um, oh yeah, you were sick like that whole week. I was sick that whole week. And then I actually got better the day before 
and then I raced the meet, did not race well, and then the day after the meet got sick again. So I was oh sick for another three days God. after that. I was a sick puppy. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I'm running the 60 hurdles. I'm hoping to make finals in that, um, mm-hmm. realistically, and then um, definitely definitely want to make finals, make a little jump there. And then I'm running the the 4x4 as the, no as the donkey way. leg, the third leg. So. Wait, um... Are there two four by fours for men or just, just one? one? Just one. Okay. Um, shout out Sam Ortner, uh, Casey Rustman, me, and um, O'Malley. O'Malley. Oh, that's crazy. Nice. That's, wait, that's three freshmen. Freshmen on top, baby. On the four by four. That's, that's crazy. crazy. That's how it goes. We should prep, before yeah. I go into uh, my meet day talk, I, I want to preface that we're all teammates. Right oh, now, yeah, <laughs> all four of us are on the same team. We um, talked about that. Yeah, so um, it is my minnow sack. Uh, I'm actually competing Saturday. Uh, I'm doing a pentathlon at Indiana University. It's my first pent of the year. Um, so that's five events. It's uh, the hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the long jump, and the 800. I'm super excited. The multis are my favorite. Um, uh, pre-meet, you asked about pre-meet routine? Yes, pre-meet routine. Mm, um, I didn't do that either. Here you go, and then I'll go. We'll back. We'll, we'll bounce what's back. What's the go-to meal before a race? Oh, so before a race. So I went to this um, thing through IMG Academy, like how to do like pre-meal or pre-meet stuff. So like I always kind of plan it. Like I wake up and like I kind of plan out my meals for the day. Um, I always start my breakfast with a protein bar. That's just kind of where I go. Um, That's it for breakfast? Yeah, because I'm not hungry in the morning. Um, So it's just to get something in the system. Um, But no, I would say my go-to meal like before a meet, so probably like two to three hours before I run, is a Mm -hmm. PB&J. And then I always bring, well, I've only done it once, but it'll become a trademark with me, my big box of Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I bring Um, Cheerios. So what they said is like candy, like even like Sour Patch Kids or like, uh, frosted flakes, like quick sugars before you run, is actually really good for you. So if you're, if you can eat it about fifteen to thirty minutes before you run, your body can like process it quickly, and it's like quick energy. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst thing to have actually at a meat is protein, um, because it takes uh, energy for the body to digest it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll you'll see me with a PB and J probably on the bus, and then you'll see me uh, with my frosted flakes throughout the meat. Okay, what about pre-meet playlist? Do you listen to music? What do you listen to? What's your hype song? Yeah, so I kind of, I'm really superstitious. Um, so it's like, if I like don't listen, like at the first meet, I didn't listen to music and I didn't run well. So this meet, I'm going to listen to music. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll see, uh, see how that goes. Um, I don't, now being in college... I don't quite, and this only be my second meet, I don't quite have a routine down yet, but uh, TBD for sure. Um, For me, I don't do a multi every single meet, but those are what I would consider my most important meets because that's what I compete in. Um, And at the, like that, that's, that's my best event is when I put them all together. Right. Um, I would say the night before, it's a lot of protein. Well, Okay. The night before, I eat a lot. I have to eat past, like, when I feel full because on the day of competition, I'm competing for, like, six hours um, across the five events, depending on how many girls there. It can be five. It can be, like, seven or eight. Um, (coughs) And I only get 30 minutes between each event. um, And so, like, I can't really eat to sustain through all of it. It's very picky. So I try to eat a lot the night before um, to get that energy. Morning of, absolutely no fiber on the day of. That's kind of one of my things. <laughs> um, I uh, A lot of protein in the morning to sustain um, a good carb fruit. And then throughout, um, kind of my trademark, it's a cinnamon raisin bagel with peanut butter. Um, <laughs> I do that uh, after high jump. And then again, like Trevor said, like quick sugar. Um, so I do like applesauce because uh, apples have sugar and carbs. Uh, a lot of fruit snacks. Um, sometimes just a spoonful of peanut butter that's carb. Um, so yeah, oh, turkey sandwiches, PB&Js, that kind of thing. And then my hype song, a lot of Kanye. Mm-hmm. Usually Stronger by Kanye, um, a Slept On 
song for me that I don't share usually, First Day Out by T. Grizzly. Mm. Um, that gets me going. Also, on the flip side, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue really mm. gets me going. Mm. Um, Kickstart My Heart. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Yeah, that one. My dad loves that song. Um, super bass, Nicki Minaj. I got a whole Meat Day playlist, and I only listen to it on Meat Day because it gives me, just listening to it, gives me a journal because I associate it with, uh, with that meat. Oh, also... Let's talk about mental prep. I am all about the mental. Mm-hmm. I, uh, the night before, I have a visualization cycle I do. Mm-hmm. Um, meditate the night before, meditate the day of. If I disappear before my race, I'm meditating somewhere. Um, in between my events, I meditate before the 800. Um, I think if you can visualize it, you can do it. Um, and I got to see myself doing it. Uh, so mindset's a big thing to me. Um, I'm with you there. Um, I actually... Uh, got this from it, it, he is my man crush. I will miss him forever, JJ McCarthy. Um, <laughs> but ever since he got to Michigan, but uh, no, ever since I was a senior, so I guess last year, last year. <laughs> uh, ever since last year, um, <laughs> I have started meditating uh, before I started meditating before basketball games and now track meets. I'm gonna start doing that. And then I also do have you guys heard of uh, RPR, like uh, activation before. Uh, before a race where you like dig into your sternum you like dig into your like certain and it like op- shoulders yeah it, like opens up your um well it's for different things but one is like your your vagus nerve um nervous system can kind of it's like kind of a whole body reset mm-hmm. it's really nice if you do it right um so yeah i'd say those are kind of like my main two are you big on self-talk when you're racing and what do you say if you do um i think a shit talker i'm not actually Mm -hmm. i i've I've never been um and i can't be so like in football if i played defense i probably would be but like i was a quarterback so it's like i can't i can't like shit talk and then the next play like the d line and absolutely plows me and it's like yeah so i can't have that happen um, but no, I've uh, maybe a little bit in basketball here and there, but in track, no. I just You're feel not like cocky enough yet. Yeah, I, I just feel like the track, like so far, and it might be different in college, but like at least in high school, like the track culture is like the nicest culture. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's so nice to each other. Wait till you race Wabash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Um, change real fast. But um, I think uh, there definitely is an, an element there. Um, but self talk. I think what actually helped me out last year, like, during high school is, like, in big meets, I run better under pressure, like, in high-pressure moments. Um, And I think my coach said something last year during high school that kind of clicked, and it's just, like, if you're in, like, a high-pressure situation, like, it's for conference, it's for, like, I was was on the 4x2 team and 300 hurdle individually for, like, states last year, and Mm -hmm. it's, like... It's an opportunity more than, like, an actual, like, yeah. race. So, like, you've earned your way to get there. Um, think of it more as, like, an opportunity rather than, like, a ride or die type mm-hmm. situation. So I think that's kind of what I tell myself is How this is an opportunity. Time. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with, uh, like, shit talking, I don't usually I, – I not – I don't usually – I don't shit talk and track. But, like, it is, like – I, I feel like there's no middle ground. Like, you're either racing against girls that, like, are super duper great and they're super nice or they're, like, just straight up mean and, like, won't look at you, won't speak to you. I don't ever feel, feel like there's a middle ground. I don't know if you can attest to that. Um, I raced a girl one time in the hurdles and um, we had opposite uh, lead legs. And so our arms were going opposite ways and I was ahead of her and um, she pulled my arm back because... Uh, luckily it was on the 10th hurdle so I was able to come off it and keep going but um yeah that wasn't an accident so like just things like that like I've never had an, well I've had a girl take my shoe off in the mile before she spiked it off I ran three laps out of four um with one spike on that was I was in eighth grade I was young and dumb but anyways to my <laughs> point like there are there are like mean girls in track and field but there's more really nice but I don't know if there's a lot of in between so far as the self-talk in the hurdles I feel like my mind just kind of shuts off. Well, in the 100 hurdles, in the 400 hurdles, I guess, the more self-talk I have is in, like, the 400 hurdles and then the 800 and the multi. Um, I think something I tell myself is, like, once you start to hurt, it's not going to get any worse. So just, like, buy into the pain. Um, Yeah. Tell myself, like, how bad do you want it? If I start to think, like, shit, I'm, like, dying, like, I'm running out of gas, it's, like, your thoughts aren't always true. Um, 
and your body can go a lot further than your mind thinks it can. Um, and that's kind of something that I really had to buy into, especially in the multis. When I go outdoor, I do the heptathlon, which is seven. Um, and the 800 is the last event. And since I, um, for those listening, I'm only five, three. So high jumps, not my main event. So I have to like be decent at high jump or at the 800. Um, and so that one's challenging. So I feel like it, it's, it's me versus me. Um, cause you're just trying to score points. So just mm-hmm. keeping your mind in it and yeah. grinding it out. Yeah. Going off of that, the only thing that I've been like shit talked about, which is so weird cause it's happened like multiple times, like jumpers. I, I think like the jumping and the running culture is actually very different. Let me just point that out. First of all, um, they, I've gotten like, Oh, you're jumping. And I'm like, what? And they're like, you're so short. And, like, I, I've, like, that's been more than once. Like, I've been, like, the shortest one. Because, like, when you're, like, long jumping and triple jumping, especially in college, these girls have legs to the sky. Yeah. And they automatically assume, like, oh, I'm going to be her. She's so short. So, yeah, I've been shit-talked about that. But then, like, kind of like you were saying, we all, like, make friends. And, like, the jumpers, I know the triple jumpers from, like, Kenyon, Rose, um some other schools too like we all follow each other on instagram and we'll all like comment on each other's posts and then like when we all are jumping together it's like so lit it is cool and i think it brings down the like how much how anxious you are when like it gets to the we're all like cheering each other on yeah like it makes it more fun it makes it feel bigger than just a sport yeah Yeah. i think about the the shit talking thing too i won't shit talk unless it's like provoked like i'll never be the one to start it yeah that's fair um yeah like I probably did Same. in in football a few times, um, but other than that, uh, I've yeah. definitely been uh, subject to plenty of trash talk. Being a five eight hurdler. Yeah, right. Like that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm excited for. Well, I'm not. I'm excited because 400 hurdles should be my like best event, but it's like it's gonna hurt. It's like the worst racing track I heard. But it's also the most rewarding. Mm, that's it's, a good. That's a good way to look at it. It's really fun when you come off that. Let's see if I say that after Gutbusters. Uh, you will not. <laughs> you will be too busy in a trash can thrown up. Yeah. I can attest. 400 hurdles are fun. I mean, you run it right, you come off that third 100, toast some people, it's fun. And mm. I know you got you got long legs. You're going to be good at it. Yeah, that third 100 is what got me. Came off that third 100 and then finished without a I remember that. Without a knee. Yeah. Hmm. Fun Unfortunately. Fun I finished the race, though. Hey, but you that was a d- great, you, I crazy meme. You got DQ. You got DQ. I was, mm, I pushed over the last hurdle because I couldn't move my leg. Yeah, that's fair. And they DQ'd me. Oh, you pushed tough. over the hurdle. And that happened at the third 100? <laughs> yeah, it was the second last hurdle. I came off the turn, landed. Oof. Yeah, so that's the one thing that shocked me. And when I first watched the 400 hurdles for the first time, there's a long distance between that final hurdle and the finish line. Yeah, there is. It feels like another 400. You're just dogging. That's your tenth, <laughs> it's your 10th hurdle you're just going. But I feel like the maker breaks the third 100 because you're on the opposite end of the track. Mm-hmm. It's like the third lap of an 800. You're just kind of out there by yourself. You just got to – I think that's the biggest mental part. Hmm. Back in the day – I did the 300 hurdles. I know it's kind of crazy. I was put in it one time in high school, and like she was saying, the third 100 got me. I stopped before the hurdle, and I just, I froze, (laughs) and I shoved it over, and I stepped over it, and I kept going. I think I got like a minute and 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) All hurdler lives matter. Uh, That's okay, too. And that's the story of how Tessa became a jumper. Um, <laughs> yeah, so now I'm here. <laughs> I'm a D3 athlete. <laughs> I don't even know like how to continue after I just heard that you ran 130 <laughs> in the 300 hurdle. No, pause. I think it was like 75. That's still not that good. <laughs> I know, but it's better than... Hey, but you did it. I know a lot of people that can't ever say they did a 300 hurdles or a 400 hurdles. But I didn't. I didn't go over all the hurdles. Mm. I pushed them over. Did you get DQ'd? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So you shouldn't have just said your time. You should have just said you got DQ'd. I finished the race. Not legally. Whatever. Um... Moving on, kind of, kind of here to track. Uh, I want to hear your experience, uh, Katie Moore, with uh, being a, a D1 athlete for how many years? Two. Two. Two years. 
Yeah. Um, so I ran at IUPUI. Go Jags. Uh, roll Jags. Shout out. Um, for two years before coming here, transferred uh, last semester, so over the summer, I guess. Um, my journey was a little different. Um, Ten days before I committed to IUPUI, the coach that recruited me there and one of the main reasons I went there um, left and went to TCU. Um, and for about two days, I contemplated going to TCU, but we know how that story ends. I didn't. Um, I stayed at IUPUI, and I was the only recruit that stayed because after the coach left. Loyalty, so, loyalty, loyalty. <laughs> um, the the head director of track and field was like trying to get a coach hired. Um, shout out Tony. Uh, let me in on the process. And I really, really lucked out. The coach that got hired um, is one of, I think, the best people on this planet. Um, I was really, really lucky. And so I think that made my experience at the Division One level um, pretty priceless I don't think I've ever had someone believe in me like he did um and so that's also how I became a multi I didn't do that in high school um so I started doing that last year um it's a grind but I should say with track and field um d1 and d3 there's there is a difference but on the track there's not so like if I score 3,000 points at d1 and then I scored 3,000 points this weekend. Nothing changes. I, st- I, st- I still did that. Or, like, if, let's say, like, Ryan runs a, I don't know, what do you what do you run the 400 hurdles? Well, he's not running because yeah, he's uh Well, let's ripple. say what he did last year. Okay. So no, let's say he doesn't because he's hurt. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. So, like, it, it, you get my point. Whatever you jump, whatever he's you run, around. like, at any level, the strength of competition doesn't matter because, like, you're doing the job. So, like, at, <laughs> like, in basketball, if someone scores, like, 25 points at D3 but then goes plays for a D1 team, like – it, it's just different. So, like, track and field, your stats speak for themselves. Um, and so that's why, um, yeah, that's why I, I, I don't know. It, it's different, but what I'm doing is not. Can I <laughs> talk for a second? <laughs> also, going off that point, can I just talk about how frustrating the track and field recruiting process is? Because with like soccer or like basketball or like any other sport it's like how you play but like for track like they will look at your stats and be like nah she's slow and like there's like no arguing but like (laughs) but like for soccer i feel like like you can have a good game and like you know like you know what i'm saying yeah it's like really difficult yeah and i think that speaks to like the same thing like how d1 and d3 like a d1 football player and a D3 football player are completely different, but could have they could have the exact same stats and be completely different players. But, like, if my stats at D1 are the exact same as my stats here, it's, it's the yeah. same thing. And I think that's also the beauty and the curse of track and field is your times speak for themselves and your, yeah. your, your distances, and you get out of it what you put into it. Um, and so, like, you can say you work hard, but then, like, you're – your your stats are going to show it if you have or haven't. So Yeah, I would say that's actually what benefited me because with basketball, I think basketball is probably one of the hardest sports to get recruited for because you have to fit the coach's system and be good enough. Um, and it can get um, definitely definitely political. But mm-hmm. I think uh, that was what was nice about track and field because I only started as a junior. And then after my junior year, I'm starting to get things from coaches saying, oh, like, would you, you know, like to visit? And I was like, wait, I can actually, like, do this at the college level. I had no idea. But all they had to do was look at my times. Like, they didn't have to come see me run or anything. Um, So, but I wouldn't be here if I didn't reach out to to Colt Slack because he never reached out to me. So So your senior year, you did three sports. Mm -hmm. Why track for college? Why not the other two? Um, He wasn't good enough. Oh, girl, stop. <laughs> um, I was good enough. <laughs> uh, no, um, football never had a uh, interest of doing football in college. I, I was, um, I'm skinny. Um, I didn't really have a big interest in handling the physicality of, high st- or of college football. Um, and then basketball. I actually, I did have offers to play uh, college basketball, but... Um, I wasn't, um, I thought I could make a better, um, contribution to track and it was, 
I don't want to make this sound bad, but it is less of a commitment than like basketball, like practice every day. Like yeah. track can work around you. Like mm-hmm. you can get your workout in. Um, and I just thought it was going to be um, more, I guess, more flexible and more of just like for what I want to do. And like one of my, like my biggest goal is to be like an academic All-American and I was never going to do that in basketball. Yeah. So it's like my, my chances to do that in track. So Yeah. That's a good goal. And like, I feel like with shoot I lost my train oh yeah like if you do basketball you can get benched mm-hmm. track everyone has a chance to do anything that they want and like everyone can compete I mean obviously and unless they're injured but like that's what I love about track is shout out Ryan Kosla yeah for well, being injured me too and I'm injured too TK. so yeah but you're running right now I feel you but Ryan's wheeling around it's not political either like it's not like one person's going to run over another person. Like, whoever's producing the best times is going to run. Oh. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Colt Slack. Um, C-O-L-T. <laughs> I actually got recruited here in high school, and I had to call and say, well, Slack called me, and his big selling point for me was, you can be a D1 athlete, but if you come – here we'll take you to nationals and um sounds like something cold i uh i uh i mean you know how that story ends i turned it down went d1 and then um you went to nationals anyway no i didn't go to nationals i i I placed a conference but (laughs) uh no national bid for me at that level but um I, I had to make the phone call to, or like when I got in the transfer portal and was looking at other schools, um, Slack contacted me and he's like, are you ready to say yes? Like, I know it's two years late, but offer is still on the table and um, here I am. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll chase down that dream that Slack created for me. I think you'll do it. Um, is there like a true like reason you transferred from IPUI or... Um, she followed her heart. Yep. That's a great way to put it. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. Follow your heart, not your head. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I just, this, um, DePaul's home. So. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's very nice. Ryan, uh, why'd you, why'd you choose DePaul? The big thing for me was management fellows. Yeah. Cause. Mofo. Why not? Mofo. <laughs> Was that why you picked here, too? That is indeed why I picked here. You're a mofo? I am a mofo. Oh, I should have known that. The networking god himself. He is so good. Tiwala. He has <laughs> the best luck with alumni and just random professionals. Well, you're also, like, probably the easiest person to talk to. That makes sense. But getting them to Don't contact you back is the hardest part. Like, you can send out a million emails, but he gets a lot of responses. Where I send out a million, I get, like, two. I talked to the general Someone. manager of the LA Clippers. What? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I talked to Joe Shane, the general manager of the Giants, at Blackstock. <laughs> he was, we were at a football game, and I uh, sat in on his press conference at the NFL Combine in March, but never got close enough to him, and he was just sitting on the bleachers at the football game, and I looked over at my dad, and I was like, is that Joe Shane? And he was like, yeah, and I just was like, um, hi, I uh, would work in the NFL someday, um, go Giants, even though I'm not a Giants fan, I'm a Cowboys fan, it's okay. It was networking. It's totally fine. It was networking. Yeah. He was really nice. Like, super great guy. I mean, DePaul, DePaul alum. What you know? Yeah. How was? How long was that conversation? Oh, you know, a whole lot of minute and a half, probably. Oh, really? Yeah. His daughter goes here, apparently. Oh, really? <coughs> yeah. I didn't know who it was, though. Huh. Wait, what's his name? Joe Shane. But it's spelled Scohen. Or, uh, yeah. It's Sco- spelled weird, yeah. Showen. Yeah, S-C-H. Let's see, I'll tell you. S C H O E. Shelby. Wait, no. No. We're about she, to like out this girl. No, she used to go here. She was under she's underscore twenty twenty one. Oh. Okay. Embarrassing. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. That might make sense because it was I think it was like old gold weekend or something. Ah, yes. That would be it. Um and then I actually have a question for you, Katie, with um mm-hmm. Uh, the I see your what are you like a campus representative of Bubbler or whatever? So how oh, did how yeah. did that get started? Um, so my freshman year of college was the first year that uh, the NCAA passed um, 
NIL and like made it legal. Um, and so I hopped right on that. I was um, lucky enough at uh, IEPY to um, have a lot of opportunities for NIL. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Sorry. Um, Sorry, we're just up to things. <laughs> At, uh, I, I had a lot of <laughs> opportunity. I can't remember right now. <laughs> I, what, what was the question? Bubbler? Yeah, Bubbler. Bubbler's an NIL deal. Can we I, remain professional, please, guys? <laughs> I had um, some NIL deals at IEPUI, um, and Bubbler was my longest standing one, um, name, image, and likeness. I got to work with Snapchat mm-hmm. um, in an NIL deal. I, I still work with Liquid IV. Um, TYR. NIL is fun. <coughs> but yeah, that that's Bubbler. <laughs> yeah. What are the perks of being partnered with them? Um, I get uh, a lot of free things. Um, I drink Bubblers like every day, um, but I get like, uh, like PR every month. If I make my posting requirement, if you follow me, you see like me post bubbler and say like hashtag drink bubbler like four times a month that's a posting requirement um it's a in-kind uh nil deal so got it because i was actually um offered to be a bubbler representative would you sign this man to be representative i would be scared of him (laughs) (laughs) for context uh he's showing the picture of me in a shiesty with no shirt and pajama pants um but no i actually i was offered to be a, a campus representative of a bubbler big issue though I can't have carbonated beverages. So why? <sighs> Makes my tummy hurt. Oh, I should add that made me think something for preemie that is essential. If I can have three things, it's my journal, caffeine. Yeah, no, it's just two. Oh. My, <laughs> my meat day journal and caffeine. And spikes. I don't even need those if I have caffeine. I would rather have caffeine than my spikes. I can run in my flats. That's a crazy statement. Yeah, I'm going to be so real. I think I consume about 800 milligrams of caffeine every meat day. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with that. I dry scoop, and then I put a scoop in a water bottle with vitamin water. I shake it, I drink it, and the Celsius. I don't use any caffeine. I do not. What? I don't use You guys, caffeine. your mind's about to be... I don't do carbonated. I do, the, like, energy sticks and put them in a water bottle, but... Um, Dude, you get caffeine. I don't do any caffeine when I'm running. Out. Your oh. mind will... Your, your running game will literally change. I'm telling you. But Or, like, caffeine gum. Your life will be changed. Caffeine, when performing, makes a difference. I promise. I don't like caffeine. Okay. The way it makes me feel, I don't You're hate crazy. it. Just like a sh- a shake. Well, nerves turn in, you know, my old coach, shout out Sue, always told me pressure produces diamonds. So pressure is mm. a good thing. Um, That's a bar. And so caffeine makes me more anxious, but I think nerves are good. You, sh- you guys should seriously try it. It makes a difference, I promise. I just mm. insult myself a lot, and that's what gets me going. Yeah, Ryan does not have the good self-talk. <laughs> I, I take the toxic route and just insult myself and call myself lots of foul names. Well, yeah. it takes all kinds. Yeah, honestly, same. Yeah. Yeah, no one asked about me and Ryan's pre-meet, so. Yeah, thanks for that. Screw you all. Okay, what's your pre-meet? I don't even think I want to share it, no. (laughs) I'm feeling secretive. Okay, I'll share mine. (laughs) Peanut butter and jelly, kind of like Trev. Bang. That's it. Oh. And then I insult myself plenty. You don't listen to, do you have like, like, if you need one song to get you going... I, I don't do music. Am I allowed to play? I, I just, just my thoughts. Is it family friendly? <gasps> yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, Me I and Tessa actually, have a hype song. Do you want to play our hype song? I have a playlist. Um, it's, <coughs> it's called Bunnies. Oh, because you're a jumper. And this is the cover picture. This is it. <laughs> That's when I pull my back out, but... I got on the record board during that meet, so it's fine. Dang. Um, and hey, congrats. My favorite song to listen to on this entire album is Are You Ready? Yeah. Can I play it? Yeah, our two viewers are really waiting for, <laughs> to hear this right now. We've probably got a good four. We've got four people in the room. Yeah, Tessa, so you should play our hype song that we listen to. Oh. On the me and Tessa ride to practice every day together. If we're going at the same time, 
and we have a hype song that we listen to. Because tonight will be the do night we? that I will fall for you. Yeah, we do. Over a gun, don't make me change my mind. Sorry. It's actually that one. This no, is me and Katie's. If you know this one. It's kind of a gatekept song. It's Kanye. But if you and hear this, lit. if you hear this coming down Hannah Street towards the ITT, you know who's coming. It's me and Tess. Exactly. Wow. Um, okay, yeah. Free me. I don't eat any. I don't eat anything the day of, which is kind of bad. I just wake up. Horrible, actually. And I run on straight caffeine I the have, whole day, and I maybe eat like some stuff out of the snack thing. That's crazy. The snack bin is clutch. I have yeah. to. I have to like force feed myself on meat days though, because I like Can't am not that. hungry. Mm-mm. But it it makes it worth it. Like I have to force feed myself the PB and J. But yeah, and like my thing is like I'm scared because like I'm I I use the bathroom a lot and three hours on a bus, man. Yeah. There's a bathroom on there. I know, but I'm not talking about just <laughs> urine. Okay. <laughs> to okay. It, to keep it PG, but um, I'm gonna look out for the bus riders, so I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna hold it. Yeah. Uh, Adult diaper. We had, we had a thrower last year who did not follow that rule. Mm. Was it like an emergency though? No. Oh really? <laughs> That's foul. I would use it like in an emergency. No, it was not. It was like a thirty-minute bus ride. Oh. Uh, <laughs> see, I think like in an emergency, you can make like an an exception, right? Like if they're gonna like have an have an accident. <laughs> I think, but if you're a person that knows that's gonna happen, you have to carry in your track bag like a thing of Febreze. No, he like walked out laughing at us. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's just foul. That actually is just foul. Ew. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's actually crazy. Are you guys riding bus one or bus two tomorrow? I'm not allowed Oh, yeah, to not go. you. Bus no. one. Bus one. Uh-oh. Okay, that sounded bad. I'm not allowed to go because you guys are getting back at, like, 1130, and I have to leave at 7 a.m. So no, we're I'll getting back later than 1130. We're getting back, like, 12, 1230. If the meet's supposed to end at 930. It's, it's only 45. It's like a 40-minute ride. It's pretty quick. Rose Holman Institute of Technology, RIT. Rose Holman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? It's in Terre Haute. Where'd you think we were going? Rose <laughs> Your Holman. Mom's. Oh, wait. Did you think we were going to Ohio? Um, no. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Oh, I must have been... Um, wait, wait, wait. Oh, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> I... <laughs> I was totally mapping it from Butler. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... It's so chill. It's so chill. Um, so actually, let's go into that. I, I'm trying to think of earlier. This can probably be our last segment. Um, but Katie, you talked about you wanted to be a sideline reporter as your as your dream job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what made you what made you choose that? Um, so going into college, I always knew I kind of wanted to work in sports. Um, I did sport management for a year, and then did a internship. Uh, the summer after my freshman year, and hated it. And so I was like, okay, maybe sport management's not what's for me. Um, And so then I got into sports journalism, and I loved it. I had a really, really good mentor at IEPUI, and he took me to the NFL scouting combine. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So I got to report on that, and it was a grind. It was like seven to seven, five days a week, and – at no point did I feel like I had to be there, and I just like felt like it was an opportunity to do it, and I had so much fun, and um, so I think that's kind of when I knew I wanted to be an NFL reporter and a sideline reporter, because um, I loved it. I just had fun, and I think you should have fun with your job, and I'm a big football girl. I like football, and I think oftentimes, like, I, you know, when I'm watching the game, I find myself caring more about what Aaron Andrews has to say than what's happening, um, knowing and hoping that one day that's going to be me. So, It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Tessa? What? Uh, you know, maybe just like the same question I asked Katie. Oh, what do I want to do? Oh, yeah, that is like the question I asked her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let it up with like, so you are into sports. So I noticed you were into sports. <laughs> Um, no, my I'm an education major. Shout out Jillian Skagg. She's an yep. education major too. That's number three. I love you. Shout out Jillian. Um, education majors unite. Um, 
Yeah, it's a little bit difficult because our education... <laughs> I'm done. Uh, there's a brief intermission with Tessa, and she's back. I'm back. Um, it's a little bit difficult because our education program at DePaul is a little bit unique. You can't get your teaching license in four years. So once I graduate, I will not be able to teach in a school, which sucks. But I do want to go abroad to this. It's this program. It's called Fulbright, and you basically you're like an English teacher to children who don't know English, but you're not in America, and that you get placed somewhere else. So I'm going to apply to that program after, and then hopefully come back, get my teach teaching license, and teach in a school, in a middle school. I want to be a middle school teacher. Um, where, ideally, would you like to go? I have honestly no idea, because it's like so different every state, what teachers get. So right now, I'm honestly thinking Illinois, just because teachers have really great benefits there. But I also don't want to stay in Illinois because I grew up there and I want to get out of there. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. TBD, I'm just kind of riding the wave, seeing where life takes me. That's beautiful. Ryan, let's, you can talk about your job a little bit. So uh, I'm flexing the offer real quick. Uh, Sign an offer for a summer internship in let's defense go. contracting. Let's go. In a what? Defense contract. Daddy. <laughs> so, uh, company that makes a lot of like guns, missiles, stuff like the military. Whoa. Cause I came into DePaul thinking I was gonna go active duty Air Force. Yeah, weren't you in ROTC? I was. I was. I did win the top scholarship for that. <gasps> down. That's like. Um, wow. What's that movie? Never mind. Top Gun. Yeah. Well, that's Navy, but. But yeah. I'm just saying they fly. Yeah. Shit. They, they do fly. Uh. <laughs> didn't really like the active duty lifestyle. Um, Life <laughs> Can you go into that? Why didn't you like it? You gotta move at least usually around three years <coughs> to a new place. Didn't really enjoy that aspect as much. Didn't really like to get placed somewhere I kind of wanted more say. And defense contracting, it would, it's still pretty similar to what I was going to do in the Air Force, but on the private sector, and I'll make twice as much money, at least. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about you, Trev? Yeah. Mr. Um, LinkedIn Demon. Yeah, there. so I've... Oh, my gosh. Friend me on LinkedIn. I just did, actually, oh, while you were real? talking. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, no, um, <coughs> I've had the privilege of talking to um, some very helpful people um, who are successful. Um, but um, I originally came here, actually, my whole life, I thought I wanted to be a NFL general manager. Um, be in charge of player salary, uh, player personnel, um, coaching staff, you name it. Uh, learned from, I was able to talk to, um, shout out Trent Redden, um, the um, GM of the LA Clippers in the NBA. Uh, and I talked to him and he basically told me he works 90 to 100 hours a week and rarely right. sees his family. Um, so I said, you know what, even if I would have loved the job, I also want to see my children and come home to my lovely wife every day. Um, Shout out Jillian. Hopefully that is Jillian. Um, actually, you know what, I know it's going to be Jillian. Damn straight! 90 to 100 hours a week is crazy. Jillian, if you're listening, come visit, and Katie and I will show you the Alpha Fiat DePaul. AOE, baby. Um, so yeah, uh, so I thought I wanted to do that. And then I was able to uh, talk to some other people more on the um, business and operation side of sports, whether that's more just like general business, CEO, CFO, CMO, um, and just like certain like directors. Uh, and that's like more what I want to do because they work like kind of normal nine to fives, but they're still in a sports organization where they can like take pride in a team. Um, and they're still making like I think like the average CEO of like a football team makes like three hundred grand a year, um, so so you know something like that. So where I can support a sports team, but also like see my family and like have a life, have like general business and like coach my kids' football team and stuff. If he wants to play football, I'll let my kid play whatever sport he wants. Coach force him to play football. Hmm? What if you have all girls? Force him to play football. Force him to play football. I um, played football in high school. I played powder puff. Yeah. I was the coach both years of Powderpuff. Um, will you guys let your kid play whatever sport they, they want? Or what's your – I know you – I'm not letting my kid play football. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> because, like, CTE stuff or yeah. what? I won't let my daughter do gymnastics. 
Why? Because it stunts your growth? No. Oh. I love being short. No short judgment. Well, no, I just like, you don't end up looking like Ryan, is all I'm saying. Because you did gymnastics. You did gymnastics. I, I did not. Right? I could have sworn. I'm I just saw, short. could have sworn I saw <laughs> you doing gymnastics. I would encourage my son to do gymnastics, like, when he's younger, because it builds, like, a really good base for balance and flexibility. Yeah. Which yeah, I carry would, over in other sports. I would say gymnastics is one of the best sports to, like, sign your kid up young. They get the foundation for any sport, but also it's... A horrible, very toxic environment. So mm. that's my take. Yeah, Jillian, Jillian's. I'm not gonna do it that time, but Jillian's a uh, dancer. So she's very. She's danced her whole life. So she is like. She's kind of like got that, not gymnastics, but like gymnast uh, flexibility. Yeah. Um, dance is a grind. I dance. Did you did you dance at all growing up, Tess? Yes. Yes, yeah, so did I. I feel like I that's a rite of passage. I did Twenty sports. <coughs> Yeah, I'll let my kid do whatever they want. Gotta let them try everything. Yeah, and then they can make their they choice. They pick what they want to do. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll end on um, thoughts on Mike McCarthy. Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy. Katie's a Cowboys fan for those that don't. Okay, short and sweet. I don't like Mike McCarthy. Um, I've never liked Mike McCarthy. I think he still has his head in Green Bay. Um. The Cowboys need somebody with energy. Um, I think last year we blamed the postseason on um, our offensive coordinator uh, with the last name of Moore. Haha, my last name's Moore. Shout out Kellen. Um, Yeah, so we blamed him. We fired him. And we're like, okay, this is going to be a better new year because Mike McCarthy's playing the shots. If anybody watched the Cowboys-Packers playoffs game, it did not go better. So I don't feel good about it. I saw it, and I was like, are you kidding me? I want to keep Dak. I just think we need a new coach. I think we need someone with energy. I think we need someone like the Lions coach that packs a punch, that brings energy to the locker room, and Mike McCarthy doesn't. And um, I think that starts at the top with Jerry Jones. But Here we go. It. Here we go. That's Dak. But I know I'm not a fan of them keeping Mike McCarthy. I think we have so much talent on our team in Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and like on the defense with Micah Parsons that – you know, every Cowboys fan says this, but I think even non-Cowboys fans at the end of the season, like the Cowboys had as much of a chance of winning the NFC title and winning the Super Bowl as anybody else. Um, and with the amount of talent we have and mm-hmm. the way we've been playing. and the, I mean, we had the number one offense of the league and we got stomped on by the Packers. Um, and so I just, I, I think it's time. I think it's time for a new coach, but it's it's not going to be this year, I guess. So Yeah. Um, well, that will, that will bring us uh, to the end of our podcast. I see Tessa's on her 50-year-old um, <laughs> countryman phone case that she just got. Um, I don't talk about football. Your boyfriend plays football. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really talk to him about football much either. <laughs> TBH. TBH. All right, well, that'll bring us to the end of our podcast. Um, HMU for um, TBH and Rate. Um, TBH. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the link below. Share with all your friends and your enemies. And drink bubbler. Drink bubbler, bubbler lover. And go Tigers. And we hate Wabash. We do. Um, And hey, everyone pull out to our meets. Yeah, because pop out at your party. Our party. Our church. I'm with the gang. This is going to be a plug. So tuck your chain. Uh, no, so <laughs> right. this was the DMD podcast with uh, Trevor Waller. Uh, Ryan. And again, we thank the uh, wonderful first women to be on the DMD podcast. Woo! Um, any, any final words? Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you for letting us join your podcast. I had so much fun. If it's one thing we can do, we're going to yap. So, yeah, honestly, I could do this for three more hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be real. Congrats. Bye, guys. All right, this is DMD. Peace. Peace.